0: On Life Planning 101, and welcome into Life Planning 101 on this marvelous Monday morning. Terry Slavin's with you, and we're joined as always by Angela Robinson. Good morning, Angela
1: good morning and what a great December it's starting out to be we do have a great show planned out as always and I know a lot of people in fact uh, there's 40 million retired Americans that have this situation and it's what to do with your required minimum distribution
0: and that, that affects a lot a lot of people right now because all the baby boomers are at that age
1: that's exactly right so you know you you have you know and some people don't even know what it is a lot of people don't know what it is don't feel alone if you don't you start hearing about it from your friends um you know as you approach that beautiful age of 70 and one half and why they pick 70 and one half i i do not know uh, it's just the government for you they never make anything easy in my opinion but you You know, what happens is they said, okay, all these years you put money back in your retirement accounts, your IRAs, and it's grown tax deferred. Well, we're going to make you start taking that out. You have to at some point. So you have to start paying taxes because we want everybody to be able to, to pay taxes. And so that's what the required minimum distribution is all about. And what they do is they calculate it based on like your life expectancy, your age of where it's at. If you're married and you've got 10 years age difference between you and your spouse, you actually get a little break with that. But that's what they base it on. And there's a percentage on your age. And that percentage is calculated on your 1231 value of that IRA from the year before. So it's complicated in itself of just how it works but more so than that it can be a a literal pain in the rear especially if you're not wanting to use your IRA money which we find a lot of people that are 70 and a half aren't multiple reasons you know it might be because they're just not ready to tap into those retirement funds yet might be that those are, you know, some backup funds for, um, you know, later down the road when maybe their health starts to fail them or if they or their spouse were to, you know, pass away prematurely to be able to help replace some pension income or Social Security income or whatever it is. And they say, well, I've got to take it out now. What does that mean? Does that mean I spend it? Does that mean what do I do with it? And, and we see that a lot. And one of the things that we try to coach people on is you've got to, you can't, you know, it, it's real easy to mental account and think, okay, I need to just spend this IRA money because I have to take it mandatory, right? But it might not really be in your best interest to do that, and especially if you don't need it. The problem with it is you got to take it, right? So you got tax. Uncle Sam comes in a so to speak and I think that's where you know a lot of people are like well if I have to take it I have to spend um, you know that much money paying taxes my by, by George I'm going to spend it and so you know what we've done is we've uh, actually come up with some ideas for people at the end of the year here we are in crunch time RMDs on our, everybody's mind and you know what can you do about it so that's what today's show is all about and we're going to talk a little bit about something really nasty called double taxation that your RMD can create. So you don't want to miss this right here on Life Planning 101. What should I do with my required minimum distribution?
0: Segment two of Life Planning 101, Angela.
1: Yes. What should I do with my required minimum distribution? If you're one of those 40 million retired Americans who have hit that beautiful age of 70 and one half or older, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, um, that you have to start taking money out of your IRA. And I mentioned right before the break about the nasty little thing that these RMDs can create, especially you know when you don't need the money. It's one thing if you're actually using the money, living off of the money, need the money, but it's all a totally different thing if you have to take money out and be taxed on it when you don't need it, right? Uh, nobody likes that. And furthermore, a lot of people don't realize that when you take money out because of required minimum distribution, it could cause more of your Social Security to be taxed so that is kind of like a double taxation there is a formula that calculates how much of your Social Security is taxable and if you want to know what I'm talking about just go out your last year's tax return and you'll see like inside the box there where your Social Security income line is you'll see a an amount inside that box and you'll see a line over to the right where all those numbers are calculated to calculate your AGI and they're different. Those two numbers are different. Well, why are they different? Why is the number in the box higher than the number over on the right side to calculate your adjusted gross income? Well, it's because there's a formula to figure out how much of that Social Security is going to be taxed. Well, that formula is determined by half of your Social Security, all of these other factors, and includes, guess what? IRA distribution. So a lot of people may retire you know, early, they may retire at 62, and they may have gone eight years without paying any tax in retirement, and they feel great, and then guess what happens? They get hit. Boom. Yeah. All of a sudden, they've got this nasty, RMD tax that they never expected to happen. They get upset with everybody, and it's really nobody's fault except for the fact that it is what it is. Now, one of the things that we try to do, I mean, if you're listening to the show and you're to be able to hedge this ticking tax bomb that occurs at 70 and a half. But if you're already 70 and a half, it's like, well, what do I do now? Because here it is, the end of the year, I've got to take out this RMD, or if I turn 70 and a half this year, I at least have to take it by April 15th of next year, filing date of next year. So so what do I do, right? And so, like I mentioned, we've got two ideas for you, and, and obviously there's many more, you know, and I always want to disclose my, my disclosure on the show all the time, is the fact that. Everything we talk about is merely generic information because if you take anything you listen to, it doesn't matter if it's me, it doesn't matter if it's Dave Ramsey, it doesn't matter if it's CNBC, uh, Kramer, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. If you take that by the book, you're going to get hurt because no one's really looking at your situation and figuring out what's best for your unique pieces of your puzzle and giving you a recommendation on that. They're great ideas maybe that you need to bring up, but they may not fit your situation. So there's my disclosure with all that being said. But here's some ideas. And I once heard, we had a client tell us, um, she said, you know what you guys are good at? She says, you're good at making chicken soup out of chicken feathers. I've never heard that. That's but pretty clever. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about making chicken soup out of chicken feathers when it comes to your RMD. Okay, the first strategy I'm going to talk about is what we call, we have a name for it, it's our charitable swap. So lots of people, um, you know, we, we did a whole show over charitable giving not too long ago. You know, but lots of people give back to their communities, their local nonprofits, their volunteer fire departments, their churches, whatever it is. And especially as we get older, it seems like um, or we see that people usually have a bigger heart to give. And you know one of the cool things is is that Congress gave us a tool called a qualified charitable distribution, okay, QCD. Like your RMD, this is a QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution. And it's where you can send money directly out of your IRA to a nonprofit, a 501c3, it's gotta have that stamp, right? As long as it goes directly. It doesn't ever hit your bank account, right? And if it does that, then guess what? It never hits your tax return. Hmm. It never affects your social security calculation how about that that would be awesome and so a lot of people say well that's that's great but I already give a certain amount not I'm really not interested in giving more well this is where we call it the charitable swap the reason we call this this strategy is it's really simple most people are not really able or even wish to give more than they they can do no problem so what we do is we just swap a few buckets around. If you think about, you've got to have, um, if you get money coming out of your IRA to go to your charity and you have money inside of your bank account that you normally send to your charity, no problem. Just send that back into your individual brokerage account, your joint brokerage account, your trust investment account, whatever it is, right? And it stays invested for your future. It's, stays there for its purpose, right? For whatever bucket that IRA was supposed to do in the first place, whether it was supposed to be your backup plan, whether it was supposed to be a legacy plan, whether it was supposed to be uh, income down the road, no harm, no foul, and guess what? No taxes.
0: No taxes. Pretty Pretty cool.
1: So, you know, that is the charitable swap. And I think, you know, this, the benefit to this particular situation or this particular solution is bigger than ever before because I think uh, you know if you haven't noticed we had a a major uh, tax overhaul called tax reform this last year and you know a lot of people a lot of people are and they don't know this and they won't know this until they file their taxes they're losing their charitable deductions because the standard deduction has actually doubled okay if you have a couple that their standard deduction was, you know, around twelve thousand last year, or you know, if they're over sixty-five, obviously it's higher. That same couple, their standard deduction this year is twenty-four thousand. That means that they would have to itemize more than twenty-four thousand with their charitable gifts, their interest deductions, and by the way, you've lost a lot of deductions too, like being able to pay your investment advisor, your tax professional. Um, and get to write those off. That's gone. So, you know, when you figure all that out and you say that you look at that and you think, oh, my gosh, I'm sending all this money to charity this year and I'm not going to be able to deduct that anymore. Well, guess what? If you do this strategy as a qualified charitable distribution, you get to have your cake and eat it, too. You actually get more benefit because of tax reform. You get your deductions and you pay even less in taxes than you did last year. Wow! pretty cool.
0: Best of both worlds.
1: With that being said, we've got one more strategy you don't want to miss right here on Life Planning 101, talking about what should I do with my required minimum distribution.
0: Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KWBY. Angela has great information about uh qualified, I don't know what it is called, Angela. It's about uh, required distribution. There we go.
1: That's because you're not at that age yet, Jamie. That's, That's right. That's so, right.
0: Di- I've got yeah, a few years. You're one
1: of the lucky ones, right? You haven't hit that 40 million retired Americans mark of 70 and a half. So it's a required minimum distribution. And yes, it is a fascinating topic because I think a lot of people feel very constricted that, oh, well, I just got to take it, I got to take it, I got to pay the taxes and I'll move on. I don't have any other options and we just talked about an incredible option that you can use that not only helps you avoid the taxes on the RMD that you might have today, but actually might even help you lower your taxes than what they were before pretty cool
0: yes that's so, awesome you
1: know and the rest of that story we were talking about that and the, the main strategy behind that is using what we call a qualified charitable distribution and the rest of the story with that is that you can actually give up to one hundred thousand dollars in any given year via that qualified charitable distribution so We've actually taken that, you know, taking advantage of that opportunity to help people give more to the causes they hold dear to their heart or, you know, like we talked a few weeks ago, being able to set up, um, you know, family foundations, be able to set up things that are leveraged to be able to do huge things in the future or have their, get their grandkids involved and get their kids involved. You know, we find that uh, charitable stewardship, if it's in your heart, it's a great way to help your family grow in culture and foundation so that, you know, as wealth passes from one generation to the next, it's, you know, there's stewardship there. And it's just wonderful. It's a great tool. So lots of things you can do with it. You pay less in taxes, and at the same time, you're able to provide a bigger, this this is no joke, and in some cases, a tax-free inheritance to your kids and grandkids just by utilizing that strategy pretty cool yeah so a lot of people think well if i give to charity i've disinherited my kids well if you think that your kids and you know here's here's one question i always think about is you know we're in a lull of tax rates would you agree with that yes yes i mean this it doesn't get much better than it is today right it hasn't been this way since the 80s so you know do we think that our children are going to be paying less or more tax than we're paying
0: Probably more.
1: Probably more, especially if our government can't figure out how to balance budget, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> if this keeps trickling down. So, you know, if that's the case, they're going to be paying more in taxes. What is the gift value of giving them a tax-free inheritance? That's huge. You know, a lot of people forget that, you know, we, we're so near sighted. We say, well, if, if I give $100,000 into this foundation and... You know, I disinherit my children. But what if you save them thirty-five percent on a million-dollar inheritance?
0: That is three hundred
1: fifty grand.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, you know, there's it's it's just it's a totally different way of looking at things, which is what we like to do. Obviously, we like to make chicken soup out of chicken feathers. So that's that's our unique ability.
0: Hey, let me ask but, you this, Angela, real quick. Now, this is talking about IRAs annuities. Now, yes. standard regular annuities are not they're they're not affected by this, right?
1: You, no, they are not affected by this. But you bring up a very good point, Terry, because a lot of people do have annuities that have been accumulating for years, maybe ten, thirty five. You know, from one annuity to another annuity to another annuity, and they've got to unravel that. Because if you are familiar with annuities, it's a great question. Because if you're familiar with annuities at all, um, they grow on a tax-deferred basis. But the minute you start pulling out that money um, on a withdrawal basis, you're pulling out all of the gains first and paying 100% tax. So how do you unravel that? And. A lot of things that you can do with annuities are the same things you can do with IRAs. Right. So it's a great question, there's a lot of planning and tax reform is a great time to be able to hit on that. And I, I think we just need a whole show around that. Great idea. So, but I want to skip over for just a second because I know we've only got a short time left um, and talk about a promised you two strategies. And the second has nothing to do with charity because I know charity isn't everybody's thing. You know and the thing is is that you still have tax reform on your side okay if you haven't noticed there is a sunset on this tax reform in other words everything is going to revert back to the way it was or depending on what we have going on with our house and our senate and our president we could be in worse shape than we are or we were before so one of the things that we have been real hot and heavy on is being able to figure out how to pay less in tax now than we did before and create tax free buckets for the families that we work for for their own future and kind of like above their children. Right. So imagine that you could create a zero tax plan for retirement.
0: That would be great. That'd be pretty cool. Yes.
1: Okay. Or leave a million dollars to your kids tax-free.
0: That would be even better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Both would be great. So, And I think you know everybody loves the idea of being able to set yourself up for that. The problem is they don't take the time to do it, right? But every situation, like we mentioned before, is unique. The thing is, is it might be possible. So a lot of times I know we feel like, oh, I've got my required minimum distribution and I just got to take it in the shorts because it's mandatory. Nope. In fact, you've got opportunities galore with your RMD thanks to our tax reform. And the key is to being able to let us help you plan with it because it's just absolutely huge. Like I mentioned, doesn't matter if you're 55 today and you've got this tacky, ticking, ticking tax bomb that you're going to have to pay in the future or you're already 70 and a half You need to be looking at this. So be sure to tweet us at KFS Life Planning and answer our poll. Are you planning with your RMD? Yes or no? If you're not, carpe diem. Seize the day, right? (laughs) Uh, We want to see you be able to maximize not only your wealth and your lifestyle bucket, but that for your legacy and what's most important to you for your future and to be able to take care of your family. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank
0: you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 830 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton and Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is a an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.